0: Welcome to Advance, a podcast devoted to helping strengthen churches for gospel movement. I'm your host, Brian Moak, Vice President of Church Strengthening with Convergement America. Albert Moeller is quoted as saying If existing churches do not thrive, there will be no one to plant, sustain, support, and lead church planting. We can't have one without the other. I, for one, agree with Moeller. Multiplication must be a part of any healthy church. And church planting must be a part of a healthy church's multiplication plan. So today, I want us to press into this idea that healthy churches plant churches. In March 2017, I began my job as vice president of church strengthening with Converge America. But I wasn't the only hire that day. Uh, on the same day, America also hired a vice president of church planting, Danny Parmalee. Danny was a successful church planter in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and decided that he wanted to use his gifts to help our movement plant churches, and he's doing an amazing job. Uh, More importantly, Danny has become a valued friend and partner in ministry to me as we work together to see healthy churches plant churches. Maybe most importantly, I have to say that this podcast would not be happening without Danny's help because he's the master podcast guy. So, Man, I couldn't have set you up any better. Welcome to the podcast, Danny. Brian, thank you so
1: much. I think actually if I remember when you said you wanted to do a podcast, I said, don't do it, but you pressed on it anyways and have uh, tons of listeners and you're doing a great job. So
0: thanks for not listening to my advice. Yeah, well, that's normally what I do is I don't listen to your advice, but uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, this would not be happening without you, so... Hey, uh, for those who are listening who don't know you, um, give me the two-minute Danny Parmalee story. All right,
1: two minutes. That's going to be tough, but I will try my best. I grew up in central Wisconsin. I grew up playing hockey, and with hockey came all of the hockey culture, Uh, drinking, partying, girls, drugs. Uh, So that was pretty much what my my life was all about. I went to UW-Oshkosh my freshman year. Uh, surrendered my life to Christ. There, got involved in a church, a local church that was a church plant, and they were also planting churches. And so that was uh, kind of my introduction to church planting. Seeing people reach for Christ, God really used that to kind of uh, clarify my call. Um, you know, after I came uh, to Christ, to ministry, full time ministry, and then even specifically with church planting. So met my wife uh, uh, during college that uh, went to Bethel Seminary. Uh, after that, in 2004, we moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to do a pioneer plant, which basically means you don't—you're you know, not a hive off of another church; you're just kind of starting from scratch. So we did—we started a small group in our in our living room, kind of the uh, typical church planting story, and that kind of grew over time, and and got to see God do tons of things, and and stayed involved in church planting, both within, you know, directly church plants out of our church. Uh, but also uh, regionally and nationally stayed connected with our church planning movement, which is, is Converge.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. You uh, have done this amazing job in, in not only planting this church in Milwaukee that uh, really became this multi-campus experience thing that that continues to thrive uh, well beyond you leaving uh, three and a half years ago, which I mean that as a compliment. That means that you have set up great leadership uh, to move forward and a great system uh, to move forward. And, and you and I both know uh, that church planting uh, has to be a part of a healthy church's strategy. Uh, We need to be multiplying ourselves individually, and we need to make sure that our churches are sort of mirroring that on a macro level, and that means we need to multiply our churches. And so why really does church planting have to be so important in a church's thinking if they want to be healthy?
1: Yeah, uh, well, let me reframe the question a little bit uh, that'll maybe take it a few steps back because oftentimes when existing churches hear like the mandate, you need to plant a church. Yeah. It just seems so huge and big and like, ah, oh, I, I can't do that. Is that I do bring it back to kind of what you said is that multiplication needs to happen at every level. So don't mm-hmm. just think, hey, I'm also going to jump into church planning. But I look at it as you need to start by multiplying leaders and then multiplying groups multiplying services and then you get to the place of multiplying campuses and plants so if you just start hmm. out and you say hey yes oh my gosh i'm, I'm i've caught the the church planning bug our church is going to plant a church but you skip all of those other steps you probably actually aren't even going to plant a healthy church and your church won't be healthy because you'll probably get rid of some people that maybe you need to kind of build into first so i really just look at that that you're really starting to build a culture because when you plant a church or if you launch a campus, uh, you are, you know, you're, you're multiplying the DNA. So if you're already, you know, you have some things in there that aren't going well, um, and you're not a growing church, you're not an evangelistic church, you're not a gospel-centered church. Well, then when you plant a church, they're they're also not going to be those things. So start at the simplest level, and I think it's an encouragement because maybe it takes a little bit of the pressure off of a church of going from zero to. All right, we're going to spend a bunch of money and send out a bunch of people and kind of just hope for the best and believe that because we see other churches planting churches that they're going, to, we're going to have the same success that they
0: do. Hmm. I think that's a really good point to make because um, if we're not careful, we just say we got to plant a church because healthy churches plant churches, uh, but in reality. Uh, planting is a part of a multiplication process is really what you're yeah. saying. And so if your people don't understand how to multiply themselves through evangelism and through leaders and all of that, how do you even have a concept to to make sure that your church has that sort of culture?
1: Yeah. And, and let me speak to culture just a little bit to that. So starting at its simplest level with leaders, what we would always say is work yourself out of a job. Yeah. So even as a even as pastors, oftentimes we like what we do. And so we like to hang on to those things, but we always need to be thinking, how can what I'm doing right now be replaced by someone else and be very okay. And, and certainly sometimes our own pride and ego kind of gets in the way of that, but being able to kind of hand things off slowly to people in a process, invite them along, uh, uh, invite them along in the process. So if, if you're the lead pastor of the church, and thinking, well, I'm the preacher. I need to preach all the time. No, invite people even uh, in that have maybe never preached before and show them how do you prepare a message. Uh, Start practicing your messages in front of them. Ask them to critique and then help them develop a sermon. And maybe they're not preaching right away on Sunday. They start in the youth group or they're starting at a nearby university. And eventually they get to a place where they're preaching. You may find that you have some great preachers for example, that are even right there uh, in your midst, but this isn't
0: something that happens overnight. So good. I know that uh, there are all sorts of thoughts that people have as it relates to church planting, um, and some of them are—I I call them misconceptions or, or wrong thoughts—as it relates to church planting. Some of them are actually overly optimistic thoughts. <laughs> so, um, so what are some of those misconceptions? Uh, that churches can have who uh, want to think about planting a church? Yeah, I think
1: the biggest misconception is uh, that uh, the financial cost is going to be too much or that Mm -hmm. the leadership cost uh, is going to be too much. Now, I do think that there is a cost that is involved, but I also believe that we serve a big God, that when we are uh, generous uh, with our finances and we're generous with our people that uh, God replenishes those so that we can do the same thing but they think that there's kind of this all right well you know we're at this x amount of dollars for our budget and so if we give this out that money is never coming back and if we give out these 10 leaders in our church we're never ever going to get them back uh but what we have found over time and even research has shown is that as leaders rise up to the challenge and even are sent out that that creates this vacuum and other people step into those roles. And so yeah. again, you have that culture of multiplication where um, people go from you know being consumers or sitting on the bench to actually being engaged in the ministry. And your church tends to grow both by people and finances when you plant
0: a church. Yeah, tell, tell me if I'm wrong in this, but I tell churches all the time, and this is based on, on the churches that I've been a part of that have planted churches, is one misconception is if we plant a church, that will sort of moderate our attendance. In other words, we're getting kind of big. Um, uh, the way to sort of keep our growth at a, at a level is to plant a church. And and kind of using the terminology that you just used is, I, I always say you cannot give God. And, and as you give people away, as you give money away, God not only brings that back to you, um, but also grows it. And so I think church planting is not a good strategy for keeping your church uh, at a at a, a manageable size. Would you agree or disagree with that? Yeah, well, I mean, the motivation should never be that. If your motivation yeah. in planting a church is that
1: you can stay at the same size then there's gonna be other health issues that I would yeah, say yeah, 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 exactly. are really going on there. But uh, yes, there is a temporary... Um, reduction in attendance and i would even say this so if we go back to that thing of the different levels okay multiplying leaders multiplying groups multiplying services the same thing happens like when you multiply from one service to two there is an initial loss or cost to that even if you have the same amount of people it just feels different if you're yeah. 150 people and all of a sudden you have two services and it's 75 and 75 and you're missing some of the friends that you used to talk to there's the there is this loss. And there's some people go, you know what? I don't even want to be part of this church because now they're split in two. I don't have the same friendships. I'm actually going to leave. You literally lose people and finances as you as you took that step of faith to multiply. But then long-term what happens is now because you have two different service times, you have more opportunities for people to serve and you have more opportunities for new people to go, oh, well, I couldn't come to it before because I worked during that time. Now I can go to the later service. And so there tends to be this growth, and the same thing happens within a church plant. You will have that loss in the beginning, and it does kind of hurt, and there's a little bit of pain there, but it forces leadership to continue to increase and to multiply, and then and then it grows. So it's almost even just like pruning a tree. You know, there's that yeah. initial loss, but you prune it, and then it grows back stronger.
0: Yeah. What about... um. What about the size of a church to plant a church? You know, yeah. that's another thing I hear people say is, is we're not big enough yet to plant. Is, is yeah. there like a size you got yes. to think of or is it more culture? Yes, no,
1: there's definitely a size. Um 3. You need to have yeah. 3 people. <laughs> 2 stay, 1 goes. Um yeah. and I say that somewhat jokingly, but no, people do get in that um they can get caught and there is no perfect number it really does come back down to the to the issue of health. You can have a church that is 300 people and maybe it doesn't make sense at that time to uh plant a church, but you could have a church that's 25 and is ready to plant a church. So we have one of our church plants that's in Arkansas that they were in launch team phase and they were at 25 people, I believe. And they realized and recognized that they were literally had a church plant in them before they ever launched Hmm. themselves. And so they literally said, okay, well, since you're on that side of town, I'm on this side of town. And we were trying to kind of cover both areas. And you had a group, you know, missional community on your side of town. I had one on mine. and, And they said, you know what? This is actually two churches here. So at just 25 people before they ever launched, before they were passing a basket to collect offerings, boom, they now have, um, you know, two churches there. So multiplication, I would, I would be cautious of saying that you have to be at the certain size. It's just going to look different for someone planting at 50, 100, 300, 500, or a thousand, uh, type of thing. Uh, That's
0: good. That I, I, some of this is good for me just to say, Oh, sweet. I'm saying it right. (laughs) So that's, that's helpful for me. Um, maybe one other, it, it's not necessarily a misconception, but, um, you know we we talk about a fishing list in other words the the church that is going to plant a church says okay here are the people that you can ask to be a part of your core team is is that is that a good thing to do or is that a bad mentality to sort of protect certain people if you will
1: right so kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh NHL expansion team uh kind of rules like you could Put a certain parameter, like, hey, you yeah, can have right. any Protect of these people players, here, right? Like, I need my star center, I need my star D, but you can take my fourth line right wing uh, type of thing. So, sorry, had to throw a little bit of hockey in there. Brian there and I go. kind of go back and forth. I'm a Preds fan. He is. What's go that? Team? Wild. What's that? Go what's wild. that? Wild. Go. Yeah, we gave you all our bad players, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I, I do think uh, if churches can get to the place where when they plant a church, and this is usually driven by the church planter, that the church planter has what's called an open fishing license to invite people uh, who are feeling called uh, to be part of this new work, this, this new launch team, is, is the best way to do it. Um, I've seen people where it's almost forced uh, and that, that's not helpful. And sometimes it's forced just out of geography. In other words, like, hey, we're planting a church that's in XYZ town that's 20 minutes from here. We know that we've got 20 of you in our church right now that are from that town. So you're now a part of this new church plant or you're a part of this new campus. It's not the best way to do it. As a matter of fact, even in in our uh, church planting and campusing model, we often had people that uh, went to a different geographic location that wasn't actually the closest one because of something else. Usually it was a personal relationship. It was someone that they had invited. And so instead of telling people exactly where to go, and then the same thing, the more open-handed you are as a pastor or a leader and helping people to discern if God has called them to that, that's the best thing that you can do. So a planter and pastor working close together to talk through that and to say, all right, well, if this person comes or they want to come and be part of the team. Um, here's some different things that maybe you should know. But the more open-handed a church can be, church pastor can be, uh, the better, because God knows where people need to be, anyways. So, and I don't know how much you're gonna ask about like long term versus short term, but probably one of the biggest and most important things is that if you're planting a church, is that instead of saying like, are you going to leave our church to plant this church instead is to do what we call kind of a missionary 12 to 18 month commitment, which makes it great for the planter. And it makes it great for the planting church. And it makes it great for the person that's going. There's not this pressure. If you're having to make this decision as as a person in the church, like, am I quote unquote leaving this church now? Um, chances are that might be kind of hard for you to do. So you say, oh, no, I don't want any part of it. But you say, you know what? I can give it 12 to 18 months. And then and then at that point, reevaluate. And it's not like, oh, I came back to this church. No, you fulfilled your duty. And so it just yeah. has a, just a slightly different spin on it. But I will tell you, it is great. And same with the church planner as well. There could be people that came from the original church. It's like, thank you for your time. But I want to encourage you to go back to that church, which happens very naturally anyways. But I'm going to really encourage you to do that because you're going to be better to go off back there.
0: So I'm, I'm glad you said that because I, that's another sort of... Um, idea at least out there is that most of your core team uh mm-hmm. lasts about 18 months in a in a church plant and and uh that may or may not be exactly accurate but i like it way better the way you say it is just simply invite people to do this missions thing for the next 12 to 18 months and then reevaluate and uh and, and see what god does in that if if i'm a church listening right now and you know this is a church strengthening podcast so so many of the people that listen are from existing churches so if if i'm listening to this right now and and i sort of have this bug that god's given me that i want to be in this church planting business with my church how how should a church begin to think about church planting okay
1: so uh, again not to beat it to a like a dead horse but i am going to think of multiplication first on its lowest level in leadership. So maybe do an inventory and look at your volunteers and your leaders and say, now, are these the same leaders that have been in place? Or do we need to start creating more opportunities for people to lead? Lead in groups, lead at preaching, lead at, you know, even if, even if none of the you know those people. I'm not trying to say that you have to get a church planter that is is kind of raised up from within, but I'm just saying just leadership in general uh, to be able to do that. And uh, prayer, believe it or not, <laughs> is really important key here. And I know that that is uh, close to your heart, but it's true. And there's a couple different things. is one is that if the pastor is praying from the front, um, it's a way that uh, even begins to ooze vision into the congregation. Because if just the pastor says, hey, I'm going to plant this church, uh, I think that it's not going to work as well as if the whole church and the elders and the staff are behind it. And the best way to do that is to just start praying for it. And potentially you even recognize and adopt a community specifically. And maybe that church plant is across town. And maybe it's not. Maybe it's maybe it's an a, a entire state away. But for whatever reason, you have a burden for this area. So you're praying for it. And, um, you know, I think that God just kind of aligns our heart to those types of things. And so as you're, you're, you're praying for it, you will then also then, I believe, have eyes and ears where you're looking for opportunities. And maybe it's God providing that pastor or staff member internally, or some person that just shows up at your door and just graduated from seminary, doesn't know what to do. And you know, those types of things I think are what happen, And it's a longer process, right, you know? Right. So, so like I said, for someone to go, yeah, we're bought in, we want to do this, you know, want to do church planning, let's start tomorrow. Um, so to be able to do that. Now, the other thing I'll say is that you you don't have to start with church planning, that you are the full sending church. And so, especially for smaller churches, and this is one of the beautiful things about the way that we even do church planting within Converge with together groups or uh, some districts have have lead teams where everybody's participating so instead of you bearing the full financial burden everyone's just throwing in you know 50 to 100 bucks a month to kind of support the church planter Um, maybe there's one person from your congregation that goes or maybe you have the church planter come in and preach at your church and it just so happens that someone from your church moved to that town so again it's just starting all of these small things instead of thinking, oh my goodness, how are we going to plant a church and spend one hundred and fifty thousand or three hundred thousand dollars
0: and get rid of twenty of our best leaders? Like it's just not possible. Right. So, right. It, right. No, I, I. That's. I'm glad that you said that because I was actually going to ask you that very thing. Is is um, you know you don't have to be the sole planting church. Uh, uh, do it together. I, I think there's strength in that, and, uh, and and there's increased vision. I know that we've got a group of pastors in Michigan that are thinking through um, planting in some rural areas and doing it together in sort of a network of churches, because so many of these small towns uh, don't have uh, an evangelical presence, like maybe they even used to have, and so how can we do that? How can we see church planting in a? And, and there's not just one model, right? There's not just yeah. one way to do it, and so thinking creatively, and 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 so in all of that, one last question, and that's this: is are is there any landmines? Uh, you know, that'd be a great book someone could write: church planting landmines. Uh, actually uh, our boss wrote that book. So, uh, but uh, are there any sorts of things that we say, hey, we better be careful for if we're going to get into this thing, some, some things to, to not do?
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is having your heart in the right place. So why are you doing it? And we didn't talk that much about campusing at this point, but um, right. just real quick, I'm a huge advocate of planting. I'm a huge advocate of multi-site or of campuses. The context just has to be right. I have seen so many people try to copycat, and they fall flat on their face because they just were trying to force something that that wasn't there. So you have to take a lot of different things into consideration um, with that. Um, if if you don't have a healthy church and healthy DNA, then I'm going to say planting with people, sending people out of your church or trying to do a campus is is a disaster. That's basically multiplying cancer. You don't want to multiply mm-hmm. cancer. So get healthy uh first before you do it. The other thing is is again there has to just be that open-handedness so that you're really as a lead pastor you're leading in this of being like I want the kingdom of God to grow more than my kingdom. So this is where there are a lot of those trap trappings within even the campus model like ooh everyone else is doing a campus and I want to say I'm multiple churches and right. you know one one church in multiple locations. And uh, if that's your motivation, you're going to, you're, you're, you're definitely going to be making some mistakes and that will just get exposed over time. Cause it's, it's hard. Church planting is hard. Multiplication is hard. There's no quick fix. Even if you had a whole bunch of money, you can't just buy it. It takes time to multiply leaders and groups and services and campuses and plants.
0: That's great. That's great if someone wanted to get in touch with you to uh, talk more about church planting, um, how could they How could they do that?
1: Yep, a number of different ways, but you had mentioned a um, podcast, churchplantersask.com. You, you have a
0: podcast? Wait a minute, say that again.
1: churchplantersask.com, and you can just head over there, and that will get you to everything that you need. And yes, you could drop me a message there. Otherwise, you can just email me at danny at convergmedamerica.org. I'll respond to either of those uh, right away. And yes, would love to talk to anybody. That's the other big thing: is that I don't force or recruit people to to plant churches. Uh, I help people to discern that. Or if you're an existing church saying, "Hey, we just we want to start. Where should we start?" I can help you kind of evaluate where you're at and to say, "Hey, here's kind of maybe your starting point. Maybe it's even just being exposed to a church plant, sending." you know, your, your people from your church on a one week mission trip to a church plant that's doing a VBS or something like that. And then to kind of just allow it to grow from
0: there. That's awesome. Hey, we ask our guests every, uh, episode, if they would be so kind as to pray a prayer blessing on our pastors. And, and, uh, so would you do that as we close? Yes. Lord, thank you so much,
1: um, for who you are and that, uh, that you are a God that is on the move. And so I do pray um, just a blessing over all of the pastors that are listening to this, uh, that you would um, allow much fruit uh, to be born in their ministries. And uh, God, that maybe even right now that you would bring to mind uh, some leaders within their church uh, that they can just pour into, that they can invite uh, to be part of um, really leadership multiplication and the things that yeah. you have poured into that pastor that they may... Uh, Pour it into that next generation. It's in
0: Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. And I will. I'll give you one more shout out for your for your podcast. Is questions church planters ask right? Is it hundred and one? It's not it hundred and one anymore.
1: No, it is. Um, but you can just go to churchplantersask.com. dot com. That's the easiest way uh, to uh, get to it.
0: So. Well, man, thanks for uh, doing this, and uh, I'll look forward to being on your podcast. You know, I mean, I know it's coming. I mean, it, it has to come. But no, it's just what's your easy. what's your twenty twenty three look like? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening, everyone. Grateful for all of you who listen to the podcast and trust these episodes are helping you, helping you strengthen your church for increased gospel movement. And finally, keep listening, keep sharing Advance with your friends, and don't forget to check out our website at advancethechurch.org. Advance podcast is a ministry of Convergement America. Our mission is to start and strengthen churches that exalt the name of Jesus Christ together. If you'd like to learn more about Convergement America, visit our website, convergementamerica.org.